Welcome to the Rocky and Meisty Show presented by Juice Tool. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Let's get right into it. They're completely missing the boat armor. You're at the wrong dock. I'd have to say this. If he's looking to go to the team, the last thing he wants to do is be like, oh, I'm not No, I'm, he's got to show up. And he's got to really, He's got to show the Browns, you just lost $250 million by not playing, by, by not giving me that money. You're going to give it to him? Go for it. This is crazy. Kyrie killed going to the Dolphins for uh, five hits. Second to position. <laughs> <laughs> Should we end the podcast now? <laughs> I've been breaking news. Should we end it now? Now or later? Which one? Should I walk out the door right now? We want to talk about legacy defining plays and legacy defining plays. 13 seconds and you get the ball into field range. That is absolutely insane. I'm going to be frank with you guys. Mitch Trubisky is not a good NFL quarterback. He has never been. Okay. And guess what? In basketball, you use the basketball. In football, you use the football. Start. Ready to roll? Ready to roll. Hit it. All right, everyone. Everyone ready for a uh, another weekend of football? You know, Meisty texted me something very funny. He's like, you know, day one of two without football. Getting through it, you know, it's 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 tough. I forgot the exact tweet, but you know, the exact uh, text that he sent me. But you know, it's tough, not easy. Definitely need to develop some uh, healthy coping mechanisms to uh, help us get through those two days without football. But you know what's underrated, Meisty? Actually, uh, Friday and Saturday we also have two days without football. But you sort of like, you know, the whole Sunday's coming up. It's different. It's different. There's the college football. There's always college football in those days right right no fair enough I, there also might be college football during the week but anyway we're back for another exciting week we have actually an interview with the yehuda edelstein coming up later uh but before we get to that we have a lot of exciting stuff as well uh he's going to help us with the pickums he's going to uh compete one-on-one or one-on-three i guess against us one-on-four well we'll see <laughs> But that's to be determined. Point being that we're going to have an exciting interview over there. We have some great headlines to talk about. We have uh, Monday Night Football, which we did not get to discuss because, uh, you know, we, we recorded right before. My, for all those that watched the podcast, they saw us run out of the podcast <laughs> to watch Monday Night, Monday Night Football. So there's a lot to talk about there. Obviously, a very compelling game. Uh, some big injuries in, in, in the NFL over here. Dak Prescott, TJ Watt, maybe a couple updates. Uh, regarding those injuries that we're going to get to as well. Talk about some uh, interesting trends in Vegas this week in terms of the spreads, in terms of the money lines. And we'll get to Meisty's money line, the absolute lock of the absolute week. We'll get to that a little later as well. Okay, let's hit, let's, uh, well, first of all, guys, I know last week we, uh, we discussed the, uh, the, the fantasy, uh, you know, fantasy drafts, ride or die type of guy. Did, I don't know if you guys remember who your ride or, t- ride or die guy was, but did he pull through for you? Did your did your best guy pull through for you this week? That's what I want to know, Meisty. He sure did. He sure did. I don't have his numbers on the top off the top of my head. I wish I did, but he sure did. And 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 everyone who said, "Oh, that's a silly play." All right, this is the year of healthy NFL players. I know we just had two big injuries, but we've had some. You know, this is the year of health. Amen. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Having Christian McCaffrey. You know, <laughs> um, I think my rider dad was actually kind of a bust. Um, I think it was uh, Derrick Henry, only 8.2 points, my first round draft pick. So not great for me. That's not very I, good. I, I thought what? I thought Derrick Henry, though, I think the Titans saw something or he saw something or he felt something, I should say, during the first half of the first, like the first quarter. And he was like, I don't know if I should get so much rep. 
because at some point he was just helmet off on the sideline and he wasn't he didn't get hurt they didn't say he got hurt i think they just took it easy it's his first game back they're gonna let him get into it. it there's nothing to rush the division they should still maybe want to make a playoff spot maybe so yeah, yeah. derrick henry was an interesting phenomena and now eli mitchell got injured i mean i drafted him so he's on the ir who knows how long he's going to be out for so already week one you already have injuries derailing uh, fantasy rosters. I said last week, Javante Williams would be my rider. That guy. He played all right. Problem was, I was in too big of a deficit, Morty, to uh, come back. So Morty ended up taking the ten point victory last week. And actually, this week I'm playing against you, Mycey. How about that? From one side to the other. I don't know about the, the screens. On my screen, Morty's on one side and Mycey's on the other. Morty's here. Morty's here. It's right, right. For you, it's different. But for me, this looks funny. So anyway, from one to the other. Point being that uh, it's going to be a good game. My team made the best man win, and uh, I need a replacement for Eli Mitchell. So my ride or die guy ended up panning out pretty well, too. So let's get right into it, because Monday Night Football was very compelling. Aside from the boos in the beginning of the uh, the game from uh, the Seahawks, I, there were people saying, listen, say, Russell Wilson requested a trade. Maybe, you know, they did. They, they, well, those those boos were well-deserved. Point being that the thing that everyone wants to know, what happened at the end of the game? What's going on? It's fourth and five. And you let all 40 seconds of the game clock burn out only to kick a 64-yard field goal with 20 seconds left. It made no sense. Everyone has been talking about it the last couple days. But you know who else has been talking about it? That is uh, Nathaniel Hackens, the head coach for the Denver Broncos. Actually reacted. A, a reporter actually asked him about that decision, about, not go, about kicking a 64-yard field goal instead of going for it on 4th and 5. Take a look over here. You know, looking back at it, we definitely should have gone for it. Um, just not, not, you know, one of those things. You look back at it and you say, of course we should go for it. We missed the field goal. Um, but in that situation, we had a plan. I mean, we had a plan. We knew that the 46 was the mark. Uh, we were third and 15, I think, third and 13. I'm more upset about that play before it to lose yards, to be able to, you know, Getting that there would have definitely uh, been better to be able to call that same play and get extra yards. But um, he dumps it out to Javante. Javante makes a move, goes a lot farther than I think we had anticipated. We were expecting to go for it on fourth down. And then you hit the mark, you know, the mark that we had all set before we started. We said uh, 46 yards, 46 yard line was where we wanted to be. And uh, we got there. So we had to make the decision if we wanted to give it to, our, you know, Brandon. And we did. And it didn't work. It sucks. But hey, that's part of it. Did, did he think he was playing in Denver? Did he? You're saying you don't agree with the, uh, the strategy. There were so many things wrong. And he had, what, three timeouts, right? He yeah, had three, he had three timeouts. timeouts. You know, you know, call a timeout. you got to go for it. You ride or die with it. I mean, that is, I mean, he knows it. He said it himself. It was just a, a silly, you know, it's a silly play. And then, um, you know, I always say, I was saying this uh, when I was watching it on Monday night. I uh, I said that uh, Russell Wilson will play three and a half quarters of perfect football coming down the field and will always mess it up on the last drive. From the Ever since the Super Bowl, he's just, it's just repeat, repeat, repeat. It's the same thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's just, it just, it, it, it hurts to see Russell Wilson lose that way. You know, in a game where he probably should have won, could have won. Um, but uh, once again, I mean, it, I don't know what. It, it's still even, 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 even if it was like a regular, even if it was Justin Tucker, not in a dome, you would still be like, I don't know, that's right, like that's very far, right? Maybe we should go for it. I don't even think, of, I don't even think there was a thought process. There was never even a thought process to go for it. I was yeah, always like, no. 
it, it, there's only been one 64 yarder except aside from Justin Tucker 66 yarder last year that was it. There's only been one 64 yarder that's ever been hit in the uh, in the in, in the history of the NFL. So two 64 plus in the history of the NFL. So for your strategy to be well, let's get to the 46 and just get him in the 64 yard field goal range. I mean, I don't really understand where the strategy is there. I agree with you, Meisty, but. After the fact, meaning you already burnt 40 seconds, you already burnt the entire game clock, and now you are going to go ahead and call a timeout with 20 seconds left in the game, it's a little more feasible to kick the field goal. But you can't look at it like that. You can't look at it like, well, after the fact, now that you already made a stupid decision by not calling timeout 30 seconds ago, now you kick the field goal. You should have called a timeout with 55 seconds left. It didn't make any sense. Um, and, and also, his response was interesting, because I don't blame him for, like, sometimes you regret decisions you make, and especially, you know, his first, first game as a head coach, you know, maybe he didn't have everything calculated. Generally, generally teams, by the way, it's something people don't know, generally teams have it planned out beforehand. Listen, if it's 4th and 5, we go for it. If it's 4th and 8, we do have this play. If it's 4th and 11, we have this play. They have it planned out whether or not they'll go for it, depending on the down and distance, Meisty. A lot of people have that, and they don't realize it, that they're not making decisions on the spot many times. A lot of times, they know exactly what they're about to do. But it could be first first game. He didn't he didn't he didn't talk to the analytics team. Every team every team has an analytics um, person on their staff. Maybe he didn't talk to the analytics team. I don't know what it was, but clearly they were not prepared for it. There was a there was a brain freeze, and then they made the wrong decision as a result. You you would have to wonder as well what the coordinator the offensive coordinator was thinking through the process. Why he wasn't saying hey, like what are we doing? Why are we not going for it? Somebody you know I know we put it on the coach, but even Russell Wilson just was like. All right, cool. Like this is a, like no, you've been playing for what? How long? How long has he been in the league? Ten years now, fifteen years, whatever he's been. He's been a long time. Go. Yeah. Oh, it's not been that long. It hasn't been that long. Oh, Russell. Well, yeah, it's been a while. Eleven yeah, anyway. years. Even he, he's got to look at his coaching. And be like, I've seen this mistake made before. We can't. We we we, we got to throw the ball, coach. <laughs> you yeah. know. So. uh but uh, it's all around mistakes, and uh, we'll give them to them for week one. We're not going to overreact to it. But uh, yeah, it was just it was just a, a blown play. There was certainly a lot of miscommunications going on, and I don't know if you were watching the Manning cast, but uh, Peyton Manning was going because he was on the Broncos for for you know a short amount of time, so he was going nuts. He's like, "Call the timeout! Call the timeout! Call the timeout!" Do we have that clip, Morty? I think we have that clip. We'll show it for everyone to uh, Peyton Manning trying to get that those timeouts in there. Take a look over here. We got three timeouts. E. I might use one right here. E. Let's use one. Let's talk about this one. Let's talk about this one. They're gonna try to draw. They can oh, try to draw here. them off sides. Might try to draw them off sides. E. You don't have that you much time. Snap count. You well, you don't want to waste that much time. I don't think. Yeah, I think we. I think we should call timeout like now. <laughs> well, they're running a play. They look, they, look, they look unsettled. Sutton doesn't know what he's doing. Hurry up. Hurry. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. What the? So you just burned 30 seconds to call a timeout? Ding, 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 ding. I got, I got, I found that very comical. Papers going nuts the entire last few minutes. They were going nuts, and Shannon Sharp's also a Broncos fan because he played on the Broncos, so they were all going nuts. It was, it was hilarious up there in the Manning cast. But anyway, definitely not the wisest decisions by the Broncos, much like the Bengals did, and we reacted to that in Week One. But on a flip side of things, like Geno Smith looked great in this game. I see twenty-three for twenty-eight. I mean that completion percentage looks great. Obviously, eight eighty-two point one percent completion percentage. But honestly, he made all the throws he needed to make. 
And also, you know, avoided a sack. Did a couple nice things in there aside for making the easy throws. Didn't miss any throws. Didn't put the ball in harm's way. Played a really polished game, Meisty. I'm very impressed, and I'm very, actually, I'm a little intrigued by what we could potentially see from Geno Smith down the stretch. Now, don't get me wrong, Meisty. I know you're giving me that look. You're like, the Seahawks, the Seahawks stink, but Roger, what are you talking about? Yeah, I know the Seahawks stink. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, coming out here and saying the Seahawks are going to win the, win the Super Bowl, and nor do I think they're going to win more than six games. But point being that Geno Smith has not started uh, has not started a significant amount of time in this league since 2013 with the Jets. Now they give him a chance again. It's an interesting prospect. That's all I'm saying. I think uh, I think we could see some things from Geno Smith that perhaps we didn't necessarily know that were possible from him. You know, especially if he's put in a situation like this. Very confused about what their goal, their game plan, their future is. For me, it's like okay, you gave Russell Wilson this big contract. You had DK Metcalf. You gave him a bunch of pieces. You didn't give him a good offensive line. He made it work. He made some playoffs and didn't get really far, right? Obviously, I'm saying we're talking about post post the Super Bowl runs, right? Obviously, during the Super Bowl runs, they were winning. They won a Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, after post Super Bowl, they gave him the contract. They gave him good receivers. No line. Defense was still okay. Couldn't win. They move on from him. They, 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 Geno Smith isn't is not the answer for the for this for the Seahawks. I don't care nope. if he goes even if he goes over five hundred. That would, first of all, they brought him on to lose games. Let's start with that. Uh, no, they didn't. No, they, then they would have started Drew Lock. No, you're right because they would have gone with Drew Lock. They would have gone with Drew Lock. Yeah. They didn't quite bring him in to lose games. But no, they don't come to lose games. They come to they come though to to get the highest pick possible. They don't look to make the playoffs this year. Everyone knew that was kind of their game plan. Otherwise, they would have gone. But if I was them, I would have traded for a good quarterback. I would have, you know, started rebuilding your defense, build your offensive line, go out there and win a Super Bowl. And it's not easy any time to win a Super Bowl. But go out there and try to win a Super Bowl. You, you got to get. You have one of the best fan bases in all of football. Um, not. I am not happy with what Seattle is doing with their team. I wonder if they have a plan. Listen, if they have a game plan and they're like, oh, we have, we're going to draft this guy and we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're bringing this guy and that guy. Okay, fine. If they have a, some type of game plan or somewhat of a setup, ready to go, fine. But it doesn't seem that way. It seems like Seattle has just turned into like, I don't know. We have a bunch of good players. Who wants to trade us for them? You know, and then they're just trying now. And, and they also have Pete Carroll, who should have been gone ever since making the worst, the worst Super Bowl decision I've ever seen, was made by Pete Carroll. I can go on forever talk about Seattle, but I mean they need a lot of help, Rocky. What what, what are you thinking? Uh, Listen, I think you're overacting. At the end of the day, this was their Super Bowl. This was absolutely their Super Bowl against the Broncos. Like, you talk to any Seahawks fan, they would tell you that as long as we win this game, I don't care if we lose the next 16 games, it makes it make no difference. <laughs> at the end of the day, this is all we need to do, you know? So I don't think this is necessarily indicative of them not rebuilding or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, so we should let's move on to the next uh, topic. Dak Prescott and TJ Watt, big injuries that were suffered in week one, and starting with Dak Prescott, you know, Jerry Jones trying to get a little optimistic, saying that maybe he'll return sooner than we anticipate, but again, we discussed this, that if Dak is out for six to eight weeks, there is no chance that the Cowboys win that division, and I mentioned this despite that the next six games, the next seven games, Cowboys have some winnable games in there, they really do, but at the end of the day, if you don't have your starting quarterback in there, a team that already, we knew their struggles, we knew losing Amari Cooper, their best receiver, and now Michael Gallup with all his with all his injury concerns. We knew all, coming into the season that this team was going to struggle to get there, to, to, to win this, this division, especially with the Eagles looking the way they did and, you know, making some real moves, headliners in the, uh, the offseason. So Dak Prescott better return sooner or else 
They're, the Cowboys aren't going to have a chance. I, when I say better, I don't mean they should rush him back. That's not what I mean. But I'm saying if they don't, the reality is that the Cowboys are just not going to be good. Micey, I don't see the Cowboys doing anything this year without Dak Prescott. And that's the end of the day. If they, if they don't have him for the next six to seven weeks, then I'm making the playoffs, even in the NFC. And I quote, the Cowboys won't do anything with Dak Prescott either way. That's End correct. Pretty. Um, <laughs> um, either way, Morty's like, I said that. Yeah, yeah. You, I think you did say that. Anyway, makes sense. No, but but and, and we do. We, yeah, we do worry that Dak Prescott. Uh, I mean, that the sorry that the Cowboys won't do anything. Um, but regardless, it, you know, you win as many of these games as you can with your backup. Um, they're not signing anyone. It doesn't seem like they are. That's the, that's the new update. They're not trading for anyone. They're not panicking. They're going to bring back their guy, um, which is very silly of them, Rocky. I see you're making your faces, and I agree with you. Yeah, it's all talk, but we'll see what they do. We really don't know what they're going to do. And um, But I, I think they're – I mean, I think they're idiots for not trying to bring in even, even a free agent like Ryan Fitzpatrick or someone. But I go – but. Yeah, you know what's gonna happen? They're gonna lose again. Go zero and three, and then they'll sign someone. And it's like, well, now you're a little late, but it's fine. Go ahead, Jerry Jones. Now, as you say, the Dallas Cowboys need to sell seats, right? They're America's team. They need to do whatever they could to sell seats. So if that means bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick back out of retirement, then that's what they're gonna do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get some Fitzmagic in there, win a couple games. They won't make the playoffs. But they'll look good for a couple games because they're going to play against the Bears and, you know, who knows who. And then they'll look good against those being, you know, the Commanders and the Giants and look good against those teams. But I think the more impactful injury to me, not because the Cowboys, obviously, there's no question that if they lose Dak Prescott, then they're not going to, I don't think they're going to go anywhere. But TJ Watt might be out for the year. Those were the initial reports. But now we're seeing that it might be six weeks, Adam Schefter reported earlier today. TJ Watt with the torn pec. Did you see the clip of TJ Watt going to the sideline? I tore my pec. <laughs> you saw the clip. I actually didn't see it. I just heard about it. But it's pretty funny. I need to. I need to. Uh, I need to watch it. I wish we had that clip available, but I don't think we do. Sorry, I did. I know you didn't. Be, you didn't. You didn't get prepared for this one, uh, Morty. But point being that I do think that T.J. Watt going out for the year, even though he's not a quarterback, he's the quarterback of that defense. He is. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick pulled through in a big way for the Steelers. You know, getting the pick six and blocking the uh, extra point, 14 tackles leading the team. His coverage grade was absolutely unbelievable all over the field, shut down his side of the field. But Minka Fitzpatrick has been like that his entire career. He's very inconsistent. You can't rely on getting that play from him throughout the entire season. The one guy in the Steelers' defense, they have a pretty good defense, but the one guy in the Steelers' defense that you were able to rely on, this guy's a star-studded player, top five at his position every single week in and week out for the most part. He's going to be getting to the quarterback at a constant basis. If you look at his pressure numbers, last year, 67 pressures. The year before, 75 pressures. In 2019, he had 81 pressures, Meisty. I mean, it's unbelievable to have over 80 pressures, uh, 15 or more sacks in the last, 23 sacks to be exact, last year. I mean, this guy bats down balls the line. This guy is in football. That's really what it comes down to. And if they lose him, the quarterback of their defense, Meisty, the Steelers are going to be even worse than we thought they're going to be. Like, I... I, I got to admit, I thought before the season, I'm like, the Steelers are going to compete in a lot of games. I said week one, I'm like, Steelers are going to make this game a lot closer. I didn't think they would beat the Bengals. But I said, they're going to make this game a lot closer than people think. And I think they're going to play in a lot of close games this year. Even maybe without TJ Watt. But without TJ Watt, I, 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 I don't see the Steelers able to compete without TJ Watt. He is the most, the most important part of that team, as far as I'm concerned. Being that they don't have a quarterback. I completely agree. I mean, it, they're going to definitely, definitely struggle from here out without him um and even when he gets back how healthy will he really be he'll be held out of practice for a lot he will right there's 
other issues that that they have to deal with. I mean, the bottom line is you still have the Bengals in the division, who even though they just beat Lucky, right? They the Bengals had every chance in the world. And then you have the Ravens. So either and then you have the whole AFC West. So their playoff chances are very slim regardless. Now but either way, I lost my chance out there, sorry. Um TJ Watt makes the biggest difference. He's a defensive player of the year. He was gonna probably win defensive player of the year again. He could probably come back in six to eight weeks and still win defensive player of the year. He's that good. And it showed you how good he is, like you said, when he came out with the video and he when a guy is like, Oh, I know exactly what the injury was, and he's like, you know, he's he knows exactly what part. That's he knows himself so well. Um, you saw with his brother, they these guys are dominant, they just dominate anyone in their way. Doesn't matter what's going on, they're ready to go. Um, so I think that the Steelers to just win is like same thing like the Cowboys. I mean, they just gotta win. Win as many games as you can. Scrape it through it. You have one of the best coaches in in, in his literally one of the best coaches in history. Um, you have uh, you have the best quarterback of all time in Mitch Trubisky. Uh, yeah, and, and then your defense seems to be okay against the Bengals. So uh, Mitch, I think they'll be fine. Good old Mitch. Good old, old Mitch. Mitch. By the way, TJ Watt is also very humble. Did you see the uh, video of them asking him if he's better than JJ? That his brother JJ. That was a very cute video. He pretty much said he can't compare me. To J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt's the next level. He pretty much said people don't even know how, how dominant this guy was at his time, how he was the, by far the best at his position, which he's not lying. Uh, T.J.'s a very dominant player in his own right, but that was a very humble and modest uh, um, uh, remark. And they are very close to each other, so I'm not so shocked by that one as well. I think I feel like the Steelers generally have people with players with good character on the team. I don't know why, but there's a reason Tomlin's been around for so long, right? Anyway, I want to uh, I, w- I want to point out something incredible. Now, as I was looking through the spreads this week, Meisty, you know, we had a segment uh, just a few days ago on the week one where we wrapped up everything in week one. Week one overreactions. But you know who doesn't overreact, Meisty? Take a guess. I guess. That's right. Vegas doesn't overreact. Now, let me just go through a few reasons why Vegas doesn't overreact. Now, to week one at least. Doesn't overreact. They're not a – meaning I said – I mentioned last week, sports is what have you done for me lately. What have you done for me lately? That's all that matters. Vegas doesn't look at it like that. Vegas does not look at it like that. Mice and I were discussing prior to the podcast. It's all about numbers. You crunch the you crunch the numbers, statistics, data, and that's why they're so successful. They stick to the they stick to the data, and for point spreads, it ends up working in their favor um, often. So let me just take a, a look at a few of these spreads, and this will bring the point home why they're not overreacting. Now the Rams. Got shellacked to the Bills last week. Granted, the Bills. But they got shellacked to the Bills last week. The Falcons nearly pulled off an upset against the Saints. Nonetheless, the Rams are 10.5-point favorites over the Falcons. Okay? Great. Love it. Now, the Niners lost to the Bears. Almost got doubled up by the Bears. Granted, a monsoon. Again, could be exceptions. They're playing against the Seahawks, who just beat the Broncos. Supposed to be one of the best teams in the AFC. The Niners are nearly a double-digit favorite. 9.5-point favorite. Love it, Vegas. Don't have the short-term view. Now, okay, this that one maybe not as much. We'll skip that one. Even the Broncos, who lost, still ten point over, still ten point favorite over the Texans. The Texans nearly beat the Colts last week. Actually impressed, by the way. Out of all the young teams, the young up and coming teams, the Texans, a lot of their draft picks looks like play pretty well in week one. Still, the Broncos are double digit favorites against the Texans. Okay, I love this one. And the Packers, the Bears, meanwhile, like I said, doubled up the Niners. The Packers look like trash against the Vikings, and they're double-digit favorites against the Bears. I mean, these are great. There's a few more of these that we can look through. But point being, I love that attitude. I've always been a big fan of you can't just look at things in one week. Like, people always – it's recency bias. And I think recency bias is very prevalent in the world of sports media in general. People just look at, what would you do last week? That's all I care about. What would you do last week? 
Well, the reality is there's 17 games, and Vegas doesn't care about that. Vegas knows that these are good teams, even if they didn't show up last week. It's week one, preseason, yada, 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 whatever you want to attribute it to, Meisty. I like the short-term look that Vegas has on things. That's my take on it. So part of it um, comes down to the fact that if Vegas made the Packers um, only, I don't know, four-point favorites or three-point favorites, right? Like, like oh, and overreacted. The whole world would be going to bet on the Packers. And right. Vegas can't afford to be losing that such money, right? And, and as we proved on Monday, with Monday Night Football, that where, whenever there's so much money pl- placed on one side of the ball, everyone knows bet on the other. I texted my, one of my friends that same picture that I sent you guys. Uh, talking about the, that, and I said, I was like, oh, the Broncos are going to win tonight. And he went and placed money, and then he texted me back after the game. He's like, thank you. Um, but, <laughs> and I was like, I don't even, I didn't even know what he was saying. Like, thank you to you. He didn't type, like, he just wrote thinking. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I also cashed um, in on that. So thank you. There you go. You. There you go. See, see, always bet against America, ride with Vegas, never go anywhere else. Vegas knows. That, that's the bottom line. It's not even Vegas. Vegas, it's not Vegas. There is no one. That's how I see it. There is no one. So, but I, I understand what you're saying. Like, the computers don't overreact. Um, as Elon Musk says, computers are smarter than humans. And uh, so we'll go with that. Well, you know, uh, I, I would, uh, you know, okay, that's a different discussion for a different time. I won't give my opinion on that matter. Point being that, uh, yeah, obviously the, uh, the numbers in certain situations, the numbers can be more accurate. And obviously it works out when you have all these people. I mentioned it on, on, on Monday night. I said that, well, listen. You know, there's if 89% of the money line bets were going toward Denver. If the Seahawks win tonight, they're going to be having a party in Vegas. So, you know, I want to live look into Vegas Monday night, see how that uh, that party went down. Okay, I think we can uh, segue into our next betting segment with a perfect segue, right? Talking about betting, talking about spreads. So we can now segue into our next, Meisty. You have the floor for Meisty's money line. Once again, it's an, it's an honor. Uh... To, uh, to bring you guys this awesome uh, segment. And uh, so today we're only going to go with two teams. Last week we went with three. We're going to cut it down to two. And then we're each going to get uh, one of, well, we'll get one from Morty and one from Rocky. Um, I think that this week it's very, very plain and simple um, to ride with Buffalo to blow the house down once again. Why not? Um, I right hear uh, Buffalo, Tennessee, ten point favorites. Let's ride Buffalo all the way. Josh Allen just likes to tear people up. I think Derrick Henry he's still not going to have the productive a uh, productive game. Possibly not. Um, so why not? Josh Allen just like and, and against Tennessee, they love nothing more to blow Tennessee to shreds. Tennessee coming off a tough, rough game um, against the the, the hard hitting New York Giants. So I think Buffalo is that one. The other one, which I mightily love, is a perfect money line of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh. Give it to me. I think the Vikings, I don't know what's coming. They're about to walk into Philly and lose. Hear me now. Hear it here. The Vikings are good, but they're not going to beat the Eagles. They cannot stop Jalen Hurst. He's going to run all over them. He might run for over 100 yards. And Devontae Smith is going to be mightily involved. He was zero involved last game. He's going to be involved. They're going to be so focused on A.J. Brown and making sure that Jalen Hurst doesn't do what he does. And Devontae Smith is going to be wide open. Play Devontae Smith. Fly, Eagles, fly. Morty, what's, who do you got for us? Uh, go Birds, first of all. I love that pick. 
Um, so I don't know. I was looking at a few of the games here. Um, a few, like I, I guess one or two of them would jump out at me. I was really looking for value plays more than just like a straight up like win. Like I think like Rams straight up safe pick, right? Like they lost they lost opening night. They're gonna bounce back. Um, but for a little more value, I think I'm landing more towards. I just lost them. Um, I mean, I like. Don't take mine. Don't take mine. I have a feeling. Well, I have a feeling. I know what Rocky's gonna take, but I'd probably go Bengals here to beat up on the Cowboys. You just took it. Ah. You just took mine. But okay, fine. You know what? I, I had that was what I had prepared. I was going off on a rant about that one. But you know what, Morty? It's fine. I want to go a little more in depth about that one for a second and why that's a good pick. I love the pick. By the way, Bills Titans, Meisty. Um, rematch of last year, Monday Night Football. Josh Allen slipped on the fourth and short. Remember that game? That was nuts. Uh, crazy finish over there on Monday Night Football towards the end of the season. So that's going to be a, a compelling one as well. And again, Monday Night Football. They put him on Monday Night Football two straight years. Love it, love it, love it. Um, yeah, so I... Wait, well, Rocky, real quick, if you want another quick... Uh, once we're, If we're going to stick to the topic of betting, if we have the quick moment. Yeah. If everyone's just going to take a quick look, everyone's jumping that Tom Brady's... In, the injuries to Tom Brady's offense... Is really affecting them. I'm just seeing this now. I, I don't know why it wasn't on my screen earlier, but that 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 two and a half. What is it? Two and a half against the Saints. I mean, the Saints barely won last week. The Bucks destroyed a Cowboys defense that was supposed to be so good. That was my backup. That was my backup one. Yeah, the two and a half point line. The Bucks. You know, every single unit on the team virtually is, uh, you know, one of the best units in football. Secondary, front seven, receiving core. The, rec- the, the offensive line's battled some, you know, some injuries over here. Ryan Jensen's injured. But at the end of the day, they they, uh, they still have one of the best teams in football and one of the best quarterbacks in football. So, yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a good one. Now, I like the Bengals as my lock of the week. Lock of the absolute locks as uh, lo- absolute lock of the absolute week. I like that one. I like that a lot, but as my, in the words of my Steve. The reason I say that is because, yes, we are missing a uh, one Dak Prescott in in this game. But, you know, I love how Vegas doesn't overreact to the Bengals. Give him eight and a half point favorites. Who cares what happened last week? Yes, there was one play where Joe Burrow just couldn't make the throw, didn't have the arm strength, and that was a result of one of his interceptions. But his other three interceptions were just bad throws. You're not going to see that two straight weeks. I don't know if it was a result of the lack of preseason. I don't know if it was a result of the lack of reps. I don't know what it was. But you can't assume Joe Burrow is going to struggle like that. And we knew coming into this game, Meisty, everyone knew that the Steelers were going to give the Bengals trouble. We didn't know they were going to win. Nobody thought they were going to win. But we did see the trouble coming. We saw the Steelers giving them trouble. The Bengals are still one of the top five teams or top seven teams in football. You can't deny it. They still have one of the best receiving cores in football. Joe Burrow still played at an extremely high level last year. One game is not going to prove me otherwise. That offensive line did look like it struggled last week against the Steelers, but they still might made some nice moves in the offseason. Now it's starting to creep creep back toward average in that defense. Give me a break. They're going to beat the Cowboys this week. Give me the lock for the Bengals' money line. Absolutely, Morty. Take it home. No doubt. <laughs> Rocky, you said a lot of reasons for why the Bengals may have lost. I think that was the fact that no, someone didn't throw a challenge fire, period, in the conversation. And, right, and they still should have won. Exactly, my Bring it home. thrown in that game, and the game is over. We have Right? The game is over. Like that's a game winner right there. That's it. The game it's is still, it blows my mind. But that's the thing, Macy. Five turnovers, and you still needed all those end of game woes. You know, the Jamar Chase, not the lack of challenge, and the the decision to punt it, yeah, to lose the game. You know what I'm saying? 
After all that, which tells me you had a crazy fluke weekend to begin with. They almost beat a Steelers team far superior to a Cowboys team without Dak Prescott. Far superior, right? Are you breaking a division game? I gotta kill the Cowboys this week. I like it. Let's uh, let's slam Cowboys. So uh, that's uh, so. Who we got? Let's sum it up. We got uh, who are you two, Meisty? We had the Bills. The boys got the Bills. 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 The Bills just gonna roll the Titans. Yes. Money line or money line or spread. For the Bills. We're, gonna go, we're gonna go with that spread, that big ten and a half spread. Love it. Love Josh. I think Josh Allen might cover every spread this year and still lose a game. Um, <laughs> um, there's gonna be one game that somehow they're just not gonna be favorites. No, I think that I think that the, 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 that Josh Allen is just far bet. Like he destroyed the Rams defense. Like he like demolished them. You want to call that week one? Fine. Saquon Barkley just ran over the Titans' defense. I don't see them having any help. Any help. Like, they have no hope to stop Stefan Diggs. They were, they were the 31st secondary in football last year. Or 30th, right? Yeah. And were they not? Well, the worst secondaries. So, if you're going to sit here and tell me, oh, Josh Allen isn't going to exploit the worst one of the worst secondaries in football, he's going to look to throw. They don't have good running backs. They're not like, oh, here, here's here's J.K. Dobbins, who's really good. No, they have Singletary. Like, like no, Josh Allen, it doesn't matter what point in the game it is, he's slinging the football. I love it. And, I fly, and we went with the fly, Eagles, fly. So Bills, spread, fly, Eagles, fly, money line. Mm-hmm. And then we got the uh, the Cowboys, uh, whatchamacallit, Cowboys money line. And then what do you have? The Bengals money line. Bengals money line. And then uh, what, what was the other one, Morty? Uh, didn't you say buck spread? Yeah, we buck decided. Spread. Let's, let's put it in there. Let's put in buck spread. Buck two and a half months spread over the Saints. Like it. We got four. Let's get the parlay hits. Did not do very well last week. But hey, you fall down, you get back up. Let's do this one, baby. And uh, we'll persevere nonetheless. Okay. Before that, I just want to ask one question before we get to the pickums. Will the Bills ever be underdogs in a game this year, Meisty? What do you think about that? <laughs> the outside injuries but pretty for the most part i think they're i mean preseason odds per the games that were already given no they aren't going to be even against the chiefs on the road it will be very hard for them to be underdogs now i think even on the road now if the chiefs turn out to be really good right or there's a team in the afc that's far superior to everyone else down the road and the bills are going to them is it possible yes i would be very shocked if they are Anything more than two point underdogs or one 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 point underdogs ever. I mean, it'll be very shocking. I don't think so. I think that the Bills are just going to be constant favorites throughout. I mean, they're they're just so good. They're playing. They're they are playing the Chiefs in Kansas City, October October sixteenth. I don't know. That's week five around, right? Something something along those lines. So yeah. let's say they both go into that game five and zero, right? Right. The Chiefs are looking good. You know, not not skipping a beat with Tyreek Hill, and the Bills are also obviously you know one of the best overall rosters in football. I can see them being an underdogs in that game. But if it is, it's going to be a one point underdog. I'll tell you like this. I'll say this. The Bills might be favorites, and I'll be betting on the Chiefs because America will be, like, jumping on the Bills or something. Or whichever yeah. way America's going, I'm going the other way. Yeah, I completely agree with that. But I agree. Other than that, Chiefs game, I think that's the uh, only potential uh, underdog we have for the Bills. All right, I think uh, we can go ahead and move on to the pickums. Let's do it, baby. We'll be right back to this episode of the Rocky Meisty Show. But first, I have a message for all you sports bettors out there. Listen, the NFL season is right around the corner, and what better place to start than BetUS? Using our link and promo code in the description below, you can access a sign-up bonus of up to 125%. 
That's right, a figure unmatched in the industry, special for our loyal listeners. You can bet on all of your favorite sports, including NFL, MLB, and UFC. You can access live betting odds, parlays, props, and so much more. BetUS truly is the best all-around sports betting experience. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, press the link in the description below, and get started today. Okay, so let's get rolling with the pickums. We're glad to be joined by our special guest, Yehuda Edelstein. And, uh, you know, we had to bribe him to come on because uh, that's the only way we can get some guests on this show. We'll have a cash prize go head-to-head with uh, the, the Rocky and Meisty crew. See who can uh, accumulate the most points at the end of the weekend. Uh, picking these games, got three spreads. We got the pickums. Yehuda, thank you so much for joining us. Happy to be here. All right, um, let's learn a little bit more about our guest. Uh, Yehuda, what's your favorite professional sport? Okay, so favorite sport to follow or to play? To watch. To watch. To watch uh, football, but NBA playoffs is also up there. So only NBA playoffs, though. But NFL football year-round is just always always number one. So if you had to go top three. Top three. Top three sports? Top three sports and, like, you can say playoffs as one. Yeah, yeah. I would say for sure NFL regular season and playoffs is going to be in the top three either way. NBA playoffs I really like. I mean, other than that, like, I'm not a big baseball guy or soccer guy, but I guess I'll watch I'll watch playoff baseball more than any other sport. Like, I'm on into playoff hockey. I'm on into soccer or any other. Okay, so I won't take that personally. But we'll brush right past that. Um, <laughs> I know what more to watch. Which so which teams do you follow? Which are, what are your like? Your so teams? I, used to, I used to be a I used to be a big Falcons fan, but you used to? I, once I started. Yeah, once I started like betting on sports, you just kind of lose affinity to any one team because now it's like whoever's team's gonna make you money is who you, who you want to be rooting for. So I always have a soft spot in my heart for fa- the Falcons, but now I kind of just watch whatever I'm betting on or whatever I have like fantasy football kind of thing, which has ruined sports for me in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's intense. Like, it can do that. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have like a best worst moment in sports, either betting or watching? So best moment for sure last year DraftKings I won 10k on a free pool that was by far the best ever that was insane and then I mean that was just yeah that's the thing that doesn't have, I don't have to hype that up 10k is enough to be to be hyped about <laughs> gotta get some dollar signs in there Morty dollar signs yeah <laughs> the la- the worst thing I think was last Super Bowl honestly I, since I was like feeling myself kind of that this whole year of like sports because because the 10k. I put like a lot of money on the Bengals, but I also did a lot of money on the on a lot of these prop bets. And the only bet that I hit out of the whole Super Bowl was a the long, longest punt would be over for I think 48 yards or 48 and a half. But the craziest thing was that I, I thought that was the easiest bet ever. I'm like, obviously they're gonna punt farther than 48 and a half. And my brother's like, just put all your money on that one bet, and I didn't. That was the only one that hit. So every other uh, bet missed. <laughs> okay, I mean, I probably would have said, I w- I think I was there for one of your really tough moments, the the Falcon well, Super Bowl. Oh, oh, you're saying like, in, oh yeah, for sure, emotion-wise, like disregarding <laughs> money, and yeah, that was the toughest moment because everyone in Yeshiva was going, rooting against me. He wanted the comeback, right. but I didn't. Okay, so yeah. since well, like a good comeback story, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I so I think let's get into the pickums now. Um, now that I know that Yehuda doesn't really give, doesn't care to, about one team over the other. Well, Honey, you said I'm all over the cash prize. <laughs> okay, let's do it then. Let's start it off with this okay. Thursday night. For the record, we're recording this Wednesday evening, and these are the lines as of now. They are subject to change. Um, but let's start off with tomorrow night, Thursday night's game. The two undefeated teams 
Los Angeles Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs okay. are favored favorites by three and a half. Yuda, okay. What are we thinking? Uh, I so I can I can go money line or I spread. How's you, it work? You can pick three three spreads. Okay, so I'm gonna go money line Chiefs now, just because. Like I feel like Chiefs Chargers is always like a shootout game, and it might always come down to the wire. And I'm not gonna risk like pushing on this on the three. I guess you know what I'm saying. I guess if they're up there three, you said plus three, three and a half, three and a half. They're gonna end up probably winning by three. So I'll just take Chiefs money line. Yeah, I would I would agree with the Yehudas. The Yehudas are in agreement. It's gonna be close <laughs> even without Keenan Allen, but you never want to bet on a divisional game, and especially a Thursday. Yeah. Defense, defense is not really going to be played, even though these teams kind of know each other, but points are going to be scored, and it's too close to take any spreads. But Chiefs will win. Yeah. I'm actually going to be the one uh, different one over here. I'm going with my uh, my division, preseason division winners. I'm going with the Chargers. I still think that, listen, I still think the Chiefs are going to miss Tyreek Hill, even though it didn't look like it last week. I don't know what the Cardinals were doing, blitzing Pratch Mahomes over half of his dropbacks. It didn't make any sense. I mean, that's not – they had a formula to beat the Chiefs last year, did a lot of teams in the league, play too high safety. They didn't do that. The Chiefs will be smart. The Chargers will be smarter, smarter, especially with an All-Pro in J.C. Jackson. I'm looking the Chargers to win this game, Ice I'm joining with you on this one. I mean, I was trying to think if they can tie, but I think that Mahomes rather lose than tie. So I'm going to go with uh, the Chargers to win this one as well. Morty? Wow. All right. Um, I'm going to have to – I think the only way I bet on the Chargers here is if they're at home, but they're not. So I'm going to join the Yehudas here on the Chiefs straight up. And we can move on to our Week 2 Sunday games. Starting with the possibly looking like it's going to be a little underwhelming. The Jets at the Browns. The Browns are favorites by <laughs> five and a half. Yehuda, what are you thinking? Okay. I feel like this is such a garbage game that I don't, I'm scared to take spread up. To still take the spread either. I would go. Wait, who's who's the quarterback for the Browns now? I'm spacing. Jacoby Brissett. yeah. Oh, that's so bad. That's so gross. I feel like I feel like Brown. I feel like just Browns might just run it down their throats. I'm gonna go Browns money line here, just betting on Nick Chubb pretty much. I don't like either of the teams, but yeah, I mean Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were both amazing last yeah. week, and it, it did take them a miracle field goal by Cade York. Maybe he's the new Evan McPherson rookie rookie kicker who's hitting these insane kicks in his first year. But um, I actually seeing the Jets live, I saw that that game last week and they're still riding with Joe Flacco. This is a very bad team. And like their run defense is, is okay, but they're not gonna be able to stop Chubb and the uh, and Hunt, that tandem. But so I'll, I'll actually take the Browns to uh, to cover that spread because they're at home, they're gonna win. They're a home opener, they should win by a lot. Yeah, you said it, Yuda, you know, Joe Flacco back under center. I think that about says uh, the whole game in a nutshell. Therefore, I'm gonna, Browns have a much better roster, a good defense underrated over there, and I'm uh, going to go with the Browns' money line as well. I don't know about you guys, but Joe Flacco doesn't lose in week two. Oh, you lost me? You have me back? Joe Flacco doesn't lose in week two, guys. Let's just start with that. Jets' rush, rush, rush defense is fantastic. Right? They held the Ravens to only 68 yards or whatever it was. I'm going to go with the Jets here. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, all right. Just don't let your mother go to that game. But we were one pick away from browning out because I'm going to take the Browns also. Um, I would maybe take the Jets on the spread. I was thinking taking the Jets to keep it close, but I can't I can't trust the Jets for that. So I'm going to take the Browns straight up. 
um, and we can move to the next game. The Washington Commanders at the Hard Knocks Detroit Lions. Uh -huh. <laughs> Huda. Uh, what's the spread over The spread, oh yeah, sorry, the spread. Oh, the Lions are favored by That's one crazy. and a half. That's one and a half spread. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take Washington uh, spread, because I think they're gonna win, obviously, I'll take the spread. Uh, I just I'm not gonna go against my hometown team, even though they've changed their name on me like three times. I'll still I still have faith in the in the organization in a way, and I also have faith in Terry McLaurin and Gibson and Carson Wentz. You have faith in Carson yeah. Wentz? I think Carson Wentz actually is a winner. I, I think he gets a lot of hate, and he's I think he puts all his heart in the game. So obviously he's gonna have games where he flops and he's gonna mess up, but you can see on his face he's putting everything he has into a game and. Saying he did well with Jonathan Taylor sometimes. I'm saying I could, I could, I could see him well with the Washington. So I'm taking uh, Washington spread. Um, he didn't do so well last year against the Jaguars, not the last game, and that's what unfortunately a lot of people remember because he did not make the playoffs. But he played really well last week with uh, four touchdowns. And um, the Lions, the Lions are a good, fun, scrappy team. It's very, you know, it's crazy to see that they're they're favored, but they. I love Dan Campbell, but they figure out ways to, to lose games. You know, six yard field goals. They're always in it, they, but somehow they figure out a way Is to it lose. Home? Games. Are they home or they're away? They're in Detroit, and they, yeah, they played the Eagles last week. Classic. Losing in Detroit is just a, a thing they did. Home. Exactly. Yeah. It's just it's expected. So um, they they almost came back against the Eagles. Morty Morty was uh, you know shaking in his boots, but then <laughs> they, they find a way to lose, and they eventually end up losing by three points. So I'm going to take the Commanders to win this game. Yeah, you said it, uh, Yehuda. Really, it's, it's it's a lot of moral victories for the Lions, as Mike and I discussed. That's really what it comes down to with Dan Campbell. He cries, he's emotional, and it's great. He's into it. But at the end of the day, it, there's no more moral victories. The Lions are now big boys, and they tend to just mess these games up at the end. That's what happens. They're going to be very close, a lot of three, five-point games, but I think the Commanders will pull it out as well. Carson Wentz was a playoff, uh, a Super Bowl-caliber quarterback, if you must. Um, sort of. Uh, on a technicality, yes. On a technicality, on a technicality, he's a super. Got a ring. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Um, so you know you can't let that down. Uh, I'm gonna take the Redskins to. Uh, I'm gonna actually go Jordan Udadosu here and take that spread as well. I mean, it's it's a nice little spread yeah. to, to hop on, and, and I think that I'm, I'm not a fan of any Hard Knocks team ever. So I'm gonna take the fan. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the uh, Redskins here. All right, um, so we're going to oh. blow past Rocky basically calling Dan Campbell crybaby. Um, <laughs> and I think I'm going to take the Lions at home. Put it in a nice way. He's just highly emotional. Yeah. Okay. Highly emotional. I'm going to take the Lions at home. Um, I saw what their line was able to do against the Eagles line, and I think the commanders aren't nearly as good at that end. I think defensively, Lions, at least – on their D-line are going to be able to get to Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz under pressure, we all know what happens. So That's I'll bad. take I'll take the Lions here. Give me the Lions spread as Watch well. Hard Knocks. <laughs> hard, watch, hard Knocks brainwash. He's buying the hype. Okay, next game. Last... Is there this Hard Knocks, this, this past one? I watched the Lions? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. what? Um, Sick. <laughs> okay. Next game. Uh, last week we had Bill Belichick against his rival, the Dolphins. This week we have the Buccaneers against their rival, the Saints, who infamously held them to three points last season. Zero. Zero points. Shutout last. Shut them out. 
last Big season. So we now have the Bucks back in New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh, the Bucks are favored by two and a half. Uh, Yehuda, you riding with Tom Brady on this one? Yeah, um, I never, I never like to bet against Tom Brady ever, and I think the Saints game last year. You could, I mean, again, I think it's a fluke. I also think that without Drew Brees, I'm just not scared of the Saints. Like you know, like I don't, I'm not scared of Alvin, Alvin Kamara if, if Drew Brees isn't tossing the ball. It's not, I don't know what it is. It's just about, I guess, growing up watching Drew Brees always be on the same team and being such a franchise quarterback. Without him, they feel like just so weak. So I'll take, I'll take Bucks spread, and I feel, I feel very confident about that. Do you? Are you actually confident in that? Or are you just saying that? <laughs> I mean, I'm confident since I never would bet against Tom Brady and yeah, it's a I mean, I, game. Julio I Jones, like, you have two like guys who run the NFC South, whatever it is, that are in, are in the same team now. Julio know, Jones, like, like past ten we years. know their history, and like I said before the podcast, I was going to say Chazaka. We have we have a history. They have four regular season games. They can't beat them in the postseason, but the Saints just own Tom Brady in the regular season, and obviously no no Drew Brees. But I think we saw last year with with uh, Jameis, or no, it wasn't even Jameis. It was, it was Teddy Bridgewater or something. I don't remember who Taysom it was. Hill? Taysom, maybe. Yeah, I think it was Taysom. Who's, who's the same starting quarterback right now? Yeah. Jameis, but, but he, was, he was hurt. The revenge game. Yeah, the revenge game against the Bucks, yeah. like, like, And they're playing in New Orleans somehow, some way. Like, I want to pick Brady. I don't want to bet against him. But somehow the Saints are going to win this game. So I got to go to Saints. Wow. No, I completely agree. I, I mean, not with Yehuda, but with the first Yehuda, because I do think you never get a bet against Tom Brady. Now, I agree with you to a certain extent, too, Yehuda. Yehuda, Yehuda Abaddon, because I do think that, you know, it's like an Achilles heel. And Achilles heels cannot be explained. There's no logic. There's nothing behind it. It's just an Achilles heel. But that's not reason enough for me to pick the Saints in this game. I just can't go with that with that trend. So, uh, again, our lock of the week, one of our locks of the week, Bucks spread. I'm taking it. Wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> After all this talk about who is the leader of the NFC South, Michael Thomas is back, ladies and gentlemen. And for that, I'm riding with the Bucks. What? <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> now, the, the, yeah, no, no, not going to ride the spread here because I already took a spread earlier. But I, I wish I should. I should ride with the spread, but I won't. But but there's never betting against Tom Brady. It's never gone well for anybody unless you're an Eagles fan. Um, so. Uh, Morty, with that, Eagles. I mean, not the Eagles, but but let's see what I you mean, got. We, I mean, it's hard not to have respect for a man like Tom Brady, even though he did lose to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Need I remind oh, you? Uh, he beat them in 03, didn't he? Or uh, I don't know. Yeah, most now. recent Eagles Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this was our this was in our podcast parlay, so I'm gonna go with the Bucks here. Bucks spread minus two and a half. Um, I think Lightning doesn't strike twice with the with this matchup. So, but it strikes four times. It strikes four times though. Yeah, but like not it'd be four times. times. Maybe if it resets again, then then we'll yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, our next game. Um, a dejected Baker Mayfield is about to be a lot more sad because he's got to go to the Meadowlands and play the Giants. Now this might be a good op- this might be a good opportunity for him to beat up on the Giants after losing to his former team. But the Giants are favored by two points. Yuda Edelstein, what do you make of this? What do I make of it? Baker's on the he's on Carolina right now, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I always liked Baker. I thought that he had had a lot of pressure when he was on the Browns and like he's one of those guys who probably tries to live up to to, to it and can't. But I don't think he's as bad as people say. So I would I'm gonna take Carolina. Um I guess I, I should I take I'll take Carolina money line. I think they're gonna win straight out. 
Um, I just I'm also like a little biased. I always think the Giants are trash. I think most of the NFC East is just trash. Going up watching them, they just no offense to the Eagles, but I just can't I, just, I can't look at them. Like Cowboys, I'm always seeing them like never making it. I've never seen them in the Super Bowl. I don't think I've ever seen anyone in the NFC besides sure, I guess I guess they that's actually not true at all because the Giants won twice, and the Eagles won like twice too. I don't know. Just a bias, I guess, being from the Maryland, but I can't see the Giants winning ever. So I'll take Carolina and Baker and Christian McCaffrey. I don't know why we're pretending like he doesn't. He's not like the one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah, this the uh, Giants team really screwed over my lock of the week last week when they somehow beat the Titans. I don't know what Fat Randy is doing, missing kicks, <laughs> missing kicks for the for the Titans. And um, does he doesn't he know that I picked the Titans? No, but. But like it's so crazy to me to see the Giants are favored. Like Dable, Dable's obviously got the Giants playing for them. Like mm-hmm. you could see in the locker room how fun, how much fun they're having, and it looks like they're really coming together. And obviously he's a much better coach than Joe Judge. But there's no way the Giants are going on a winning streak. They're not winning two <laughs> games in a row. So I got to take the Panthers, and I'm going to take this spread because seeing the Giants favored, that's great. I guess it's just because they're at home. But uh, Panthers are going to win. Christian McCaffrey. Like you said, he's going to have a run on this team, and hopefully Baker finds DJ Moore, gets it going, and they're going to win. Panthers win. Well, he found uh, Robbie Anderson on a deep one uh, towards the end of the game. That was a nice throw, yeah. No, I agree. I, I think Dable has his team playing hard, and that, that was great. I love that two-point conversion going for it at the end of the game. Listen, you're a team that doesn't have much expectations. I think you, you put it all on the line. Last, but Now it was a minute left. There's maybe a little too much time to go for the two-point conversion, but it panned out. And it, it was pretty cool in the process. But I'm still going to go with the Panthers. I mean, I'm not going to go with the money line just because, you know, they sort of messed us all over last week. <laughs> but um, um, uh, So I'm not going to rely on that. But, yeah, I can't see the Giants winning too straight. A winning streak for the Giants. Don't see it happening. I'm going to go with the Panthers. Uh, just uh, the money line as well over here. Um, wow, you guys really have no faith. I will ride and die with Saquon Barkley until his fantasy football logo says next to it, out for season. So give me the Giants. Give me the minus two. Give me the minus two. You're going to the Giants minus two? Yeah, give me the Giants minus two. Who do the Panthers think they are? Baker's bust. He only had one trying to win one game last week, and that was it. That was the only game he cared about winning, and he don't care to win. He's a loser. Baker can go. Get out of here. I rode with Baker. I'm off the Baker train. I rode with Baker for three years now. Even though he was my rival, I rode with him. Send this off to Morty. <laughs> All right. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Carolina spread here. I think it's I think it's nice. I think we should get a prop bet for the first uh, running back to be out for the season. It's like yeah, right. Caffrey, a Saquon, Derrick Henry, yeah, any <laughs> Eagles player ever. Harris has been injured before. I mean, I feel like every good running back is, is ready to get injured and ruin their career. Yeah, they put it all on the line. So I guess we'll yeah. see. Um, okay, let's move on to the next matchup. The Brady-less Patriots are moving from sunny, sunny Florida to gritty Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. Patriots favored by a single point over the Steelers. Yuda. Steelers... Uh- Who's the who's the quarterback for the Steelers? I feel like I'm, I just lose all my information. My all all my football information goes gone during the offseason. So, get it back. So slowly Mitch, throughout the first Mitch Trubisky is the is the quarterback for the Steelers, and he has never thrown a pick six in his entire career. That's so. begging to happen. That's just. I mean, I like Mitch Trubisky. Also, happens to be. I I hated what's the who's the guy who got hit in the head by by the Browns player? Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Yeah. I, I, I like Mitch Trubisky. I liked him on the Bears. I, just, I don't think he's that good, but I do like him. Like I think I like the way. He, 
he also kind of seems to have a lot of heart. He's like he's similar to Josh Allen, but Josh Allen's infinitely better. Um, I'm going to take – I also don't like to bet against Belichick, so I'll, I'm going to take Belichick. I feel like this is a cold – it's not cold yet, but it, this feels like a cold snow game. And I just think the Patriots are always, like, dominating other AFC teams in this kind of situation. So I'll take Belichick. And they're – you said they're favored by – I'll take money line. They don't get the spread, I'm saying. Who are you less likely to bet against, Brady or Belichick? So I think I think Brady's better than Belichick, but Belichick still gives me a fear in my heart. Like he still gives me a little bit of nerves. I can't I can't bet against him. Yeah, and I I happen to agree with you here because even though the Steelers I think are a better team, better roster than the Patriots, because I don't know what their their coaching is, they still have Belichick, and um, even though they're playing in Pittsburgh, Belichick just owns Mike Tomlin. I don't know if Mike Tomlin has ever beat Belichick. Maybe. We need to look that up, but I think, including playoffs, I don't think he's ever beaten Belichick. And and even with a worse team, no Brady, obviously, and Mac Jones with back spasms in Pittsburgh, you're still going to find a way to win because I think Belichick's just going to outcoach him. 100%. Yeah, I think I think actually Hood Edelstein, it's a, it's a better comp than you think. Mitch Trubisky and Josh Allen. Like, Josh Allen, first two years of his career, very similar to Mitch Trubisky. They got the big upside, the big arm, big playability, but very inconsistent, very inaccurate. That's pretty much what Mitch Trubisky's been. Just Josh Allen now has become exponentially better because he's developed his game, his accuracy, and all those things. His consistency. Also, a way better team. He's got a way better team. He's got a way better team, no question, too. But he's his his game has just developed and sprouted into a much better all-around game. And Mitch Trubisky just never developed into that player. He just has the one or two upside throws every game, but then other than that, just you know, wildly inaccurate. So. That being said, I think T.J. Watt missing from the Steelers is going to be huge for them. Like, I would have picked the Steelers if T.J. Watt was in there, straight up. But that's how big of an impact I think the lack of T.J. Watt is going to have on the Steelers team. So, therefore, like you said, don't get, don't go against Belichick. Although I went against him last week, panned out. I'm, I'm not going to go against Belichick. This week, I'm going to go with the uh, the Pats. Wow. Interesting, Rocky. I, I'm actually riding with the Steelers here. Give me the Steelers' money line. I'm riding the Mitch Trubisky train this week. For some bizarre reason, I don't know what convinced me. Um, <laughs> what kind of deal? But also, I know I, I really don't believe I really don't believe in this Patriots offense. I mean, it showed last year when he was literally told Mac Jones, "You're not allowed to throw the ball this game." And he, yeah. Bill Belichick doesn't trust you. I don't trust you. Yeah. Watch change this year. Nothing. He's a rookie. There was no one else to draft. They couldn't. They couldn't trade for somebody. Bill Belichick's just going out there. He's like, "Dude, I'm, I could be your great grandfather's." Like. <laughs> He's literally watching his grandchildren play football. This is what it is. He literally is he's Zadie out there. So, you know, to me, Bill Belichick doesn't care to win football games at this point. He's just, I don't even know what he's doing out there. Give him the Steelers money line. All right. I mean, I think this is kind of like a Vegas trap game, you know, making the Steelers slight underdogs and be like, oh, you know, like the, the Patriots just lost, you know, like take, p- take bet the Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Well, to answer, I think, what Yehuda said, uh, Mike Tomlin did beat Bill Belichick. Uh, yeah, in 2018, 17 nothing. Yeah. Um, 17 10. 17 10. That's oh, 17 10. Okay, yeah. 17 10. My bad. Good um, memory. Good memory. Good memory. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna take the Patriots straight up here. Um, I think they're, they're just better. Just better. All right, and we'll move on to uh, ooh, a rematch of uh, last season closer for the Indianapolis Colts here. They're, they're, they're paper bag wearing nightmare. The Colts versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. In Jacksonville, 
They've got a new coach now, Matt Ryan, who, Yehuda, you're probably very familiar with Matt Ryan. Matty um, Ice, baby, the least clutch person maybe of all time. I don't know why I got he's one of the greatest pa- He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. As far but as he, he's like, I, that nickname is supposed to be that he's really, like, he's cold, like he's yeah. ice, but he's extremely unclutch. I don't know if they're saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Colts, <laughs> the Colts are favored by four. What are you thinking here? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with that. Like, again, I used to have this thing where I used to never wanted to bet against the Falcons, the Dirty Birds, because they're just so dirty. They always will mess you over. If you bet with them, they yeah. lose, and you bet against them, they crush somehow. doesn't matter what the thing is. So That's the Falcons. It's yeah. that Matt Ryan has, has, has that little bit of spell in him that you don't want to bet against Matt Ryan either just because he'll screw you over either way. But, I mean, the Jaguars are such a gross team, and they're and they're never going to be good in my mind. Like, I'm never going to think they're good, and I love Jonathan Taylor. So I'll just take the Colts' spread. I think the Colts – are going to blow them out, to be honest. I think Matt Ryan might throw, like, two picks. He's going to pick six. It'll be a messy game for sure, but I, I just see the Colts blowing them out. And just to know, Yehuda, that, that's your last spread. There's three spreads. That's your last yeah. one. You could switch it out later if you want. I mean, I'll go, yeah, I'll take money line the next. There's no point in taking the spread if I don't have to, like, right? Yeah. Either way, you, you, it's only three spreads you, tech, I guess, have to take, technically. I mean, you, can, you might as well take it. I'll explain it because you get two points if you get the spread correct. You get one point if you get the money line correct. So I'll you might as well take three spreads, yeah, but you only I'll, have three. So I'll take the spread because yeah. I think that, yeah, for okay. sure. Go ahead. He's getting excited early. He's picking all the spreads early when yeah. we're talking. <laughs> I'm taking them all. Um, yeah, I think I'll take the game. That I mean, it's basically a loss for them last week. To I mean, they're lucky that it was only a tie, not a loss. But they, it's basically a loss for them to tie to the Texans. So they should be able to beat up on a team that. You know, I mean, I think the Jaguars are probably better than the Texans, and they should have beat the Texans, but they should beat they should beat the Jaguars, even though they're playing away. So. The Texans sort of overperformed last week. I mean, you know, a lot of their rookies came in and played really well last week. So, you know, I don't see the Jaguars overperforming. The Jaguars, people people tend to forget that the Jaguars have one of the worst rosters in football just because, you know, we assume Trevor Lawrence is going to be all that this year, but they're not good. So give me the, give me the Colts as well. Yeah. I mean... This might be there might not be a game this season where Jacksonville is not heavily involved. They're gonna lose it all. They might go in sixteen this year, but they'll be like with losing games every single game within a touchdown or like heartbreaking losses one after the next. Um but once again, give me the Colts. I don't know how they're gonna win. It's typical of them not to win, but give me the Colts. All right, yeah, I think I got to take the Colts here also, you know, with Jonathan Taylor, Michael Whitman Jr. I'm curious what the highest scoring fantasy loser ever has been. No? Meaning what? Meaning the the guy who scored the most fantasy points but still lost the game. Oh, like a player scoring the most amount. Yeah, yeah, because Michael Pittman Jr. and Jonathan Taylor both had 27 points last week, and they tied, which is a loss. (laughs) For sure, like 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 Kansas City shootout games where Stephon Diggs has like two touchdowns and like 250 yards, like 40 points, and they still lost like in overtime. It it probably would have been like the Chiefs Bills game, but that was playoffs and doesn't count for fantasy. You go back, you go back to the Vikings when they had Adrian Peterson, his MVP year. There must have been. Games, do games on games. They missed the playoffs, right? So that, that crazy like Thursday night or, or like Rams. It was like I feel like it was Rams Chiefs. Oh, that was like a yeah. crazy Man, game. Yeah, yeah. He threw a pick at the end of the game. It was like a crazy game. But probably Travis Kelsey had like like thirty five no. points or something, and he then they lost. All right, really good games. Let's pick up our next game here. We have uh, the the Miami Dolphins. Heading into hostile purple territory, purple country, 
to play the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens favored by three and a half after beating up on the lowly Jets last week. You're going to ride with the state here? Or? I, I am mostly because I love Lamar Jackson, and I, I do think the Ravens are good. I think, again, I know I can't say this within a lot of ball people in, in the vicinity. I don't think they're that good. I just think they're good. And I, I think the Dolphins are not. I don't think the Dolphins are good at all. I also hate the fact that Mike Kosecki got like zero points in fantasy, and it seems that it seems that their coach said apparently like their coach says like I'm not going to even pass him. Not, they don't even put him in the plays anymore. So I was like, he's worthless now. Um, so I'm kind of a little I'm mad about that. So I'm definitely going Ravens money line, and I hope the Dolphins have an awful season to be honest. <laughs> you just got funny. personal beef with Mike McDaniel. <laughs> He was a great tight end. Like he was a great, yeah. solid tight end. He's a good player, he, and he also like played well. At whatever. I can't believe they're that you have it in your game plan to give the guy less like action, not even passes, just less like plays yeah. or running routes. It's crazy. Uh, he's basically a wide receiver, but I think they want him to play a little different than what he was doing in the last regime. But I'm gonna go Ravens. Obviously, there's there is a little bias. I'm I'm nervous about the Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Chase Edmonds. I love Mike McDaniel and philosophy coming over for the Niners but it's it's the Ravens home opener they should win they did not look that good against the Jets last week but I think they're going to play up to their competition and this game is going to be tougher tougher than you think Dolphins are definitely improved and they're frustrated from last year that they lost on Thursday night that Thursday night football game where they just got blitzed over and over 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 so I think they better have you know an answer to that or else the Dolphins will just do it again but they should have an answer and win this game, but it'll be close. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, necessarily lower than expected. I think, you know, when you, when, you, when you put these two teams in a scope, it looks like it should be a pretty good matchup. But yeah, I'm going to go with the hometown Ravens. I agree with you. I think that the Dolphins are, I, I think you get Tyreek Hill, it's a game changer. And, and even last week, Tua did not play well last week. And yet the Dolphins still handled a decent Patriots team. I mean, at least yeah. an average Patriots team. So Dolphins are going to win some games this year. But, well, really, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson was very slow out of the gate. And then the second half, on some, you know, three big-time throws in the second half. Had that two nice throws to Devin Duvernay, the, the deep ball to Rashad Bateman. I like the direction he went in the second half, and I'm looking for him to uh, run the ball a little more this week. <clears throat> Ravens play callers. So uh, I'm liking the Ravens win this game as well. Hopefully Dobbins is back. Yeah, that is well. Uh, the Ravens throw the ball a lot. Everyone goes, oh, we have to oh, run the ball. <laughs> and here we are, Rocky. You said it. Oh, I'm looking forward to the Ravens running the ball. Balance is key. Balance is key. Who are you? Anyway, I'm just kidding. No, I, I, I also expect the Ravens to run the ball more. But, you know, I, I heard a rumor that... What's the rumor? Tua's younger brother know. might be uh, dressing up for him and coming to play. So, what? No. Hey, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so I, I, Tua's younger brother is going to come out for and play for him. So that gets me a little worried. But with that... Being in mind, I'm going to take the Where's his younger brother at? Where's his younger brother Maryland. at? He plays Maryland. Maryland. He plays Maryland. 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 Quarterback, yeah. What's-his-first-name-it's-like-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tuila-tu
Okay. Okay. Let's do it. We've got the Atlanta Falcons against the 0 and 1 Los Angeles Rams. Yehuda, do you think you could? Do you think if you if you had to fight a hundred Falcons or a hundred Rams, which one do you think would be easier? I think Falcons. I think birds. Like you know, I, I'm just not scared of a bird pecking me to death. It's a, it's a falcon, and there's a hundred yeah. of them. Yeah. Where am I? Where? What? Like what biome am I in? What biosphere? A large grass field. Okay, like a plane. Yeah, like a plane. There's like I know one, where to have. There's one tree. There's one tree. We'll give you a tree. So then, what I would do probably is just let me know. I'd probably climb. Rams climb the tree. Oh, climb the rams. Well, a hundred rams could probably knock the tree over. Yeah. Okay, I, I think. But do they, do they know that? I, are they like zombies in World War Z? Do they know I'm there? Are they, they, no, like, they're I, trying to kill you. They're all trying to get you. And where do they start? Like, where do I start? Where do they start? You start uh, a football a football field apart. Oh wow! Football. Yeah, you, you, you get a head start. I think, I probably think Rams. I think I think I can maybe outrun the Rams. I, I know a big thing about humans is they have like really really good stamina compared to other animals because other animals just kind of go insanely fast right away, I, but they tire out easily. That's why humans are like able to hunt them. I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna go Rams and just run it. I'm just gonna run straight. Hope, hope I can do it. <laughs> okay. I'm also that... gonna I'm also gonna take Rams. <laughs> All right. Rams, the, <laughs> the spread is ten and a half. In case. Oh good. Well, I don't, I don't have any I don't have any spreads, do I? I'm out of uh, spreads. Yeah. I take I'll take money line either way. I mean we're not betting physical money or else I would never take the money line. That's crazy. But y'all yeah, take Rams. I mean, I don't know. The Falcons just last week. I didn't think they looked good. I mean, Young Ho, Young Ho Koo is unreal, best kicker in the league. So got me like 19 points. <laughs> but I just don't think the Falcons are good. They, I don't think they're. Yeah, I don't know. Who's Marcus Mariota? Is their quarterback now? That's yep. right. I don't. I don't like him in the Falcons jersey. That's weird. That's uh, and Kyle weird. Pitts. Did, I don't know. I'm I'm going Rams all day. Even though I think Matthew Savage is a little overrated, I also won't bet against Cooper Cup. Being he's just such a weapon, like. He's probably, I don't know if they ever played the Falcons last year, but he, I'm assuming he tore them up. That's what I'm assuming. Like, he's yeah, one of those guys. He's amazing, and yeah. he, he's continued his amazing season from last year. And I think Matthew Stafford's elbow injury is letting on. Um, like like we said, I think Morty mentioned that, an angry Rams team um, in Los Angeles and Falcons team that, once again, blew a big double-digit lead in the fourth quarter um, when they should have won and they should have beat the, uh, the Saints. But they're... I, I wouldn't take the spread. I wouldn't touch the spread. It's a little, it's a little much. But the Rams are going to win. You see my camera yeah, getting Rocky, weird here. You go ahead. Let me. I'll be. I'll be back in one second. You go ahead, Micey. Okay. Yeah. With this, um, I'd be shocked to see the Rams lose two in a row. Do the real problem in uh, in Los Angeles. Other than that, though, the Falcons suck. Yeah. So if the Rams don't win by like. 15, 16, 17 points here. I'd be pretty shocked at that. I'm just going to take the money line. I'm not going to use my spread. I'm saving my spread for later on tonight. So, Is Todd Gurley still playing for the Falcons or he's a free agent? Probably not. Is he in the league anymore? Sure. Phantom revenge game. I'm going to go as well with the uh, with the Rams. I'm going with the Falcons money line. The Falcons keep a lot of games close for no apparent reason whatsoever. Um, I think that the Falcons, when they're when they're like large underdogs, they tend yeah, to hit. True. Yeah, you know, so ten and a half points, they, they can lose by ten. The Rams can handily win this game, and they can still cover that ten and a half point line. So yeah, I'm gonna go Rams with the uh, with the victory, but the Falcons to cover the the money the money line. What'd you say, Mikey? 
fun. You keep calling it the money line, the spread, the spread. You keep messing no, no, up. No, I'm going with Rams money line, the Falcons spread. Oh, did I say the opposite? Yeah, Rams, correct. So I'm just going to be the Rams to win, but the Falcons spread. Okay. Yeah, the dirty birds are terrifying. I, I hate betting against them. Shake, I'm shaking in my boots right now. Right. Yeah. So, this might be a good trap game to bet the Falcons, actually. I, I was thinking about it, but I'm just going to go spread so at least I get one well, point. That's a parlay. It will give you crazy odds yeah. if they somehow you're good. Yeah. Honestly, if you parlay it with all the 1 o'clock games and then you just cash out before the game, it might be. Yeah, or just, or just crazy hedge. Just Rock, get a crazy hedge. Right. Rocky, what's the, uh, what's the, what's the Rams' run defense like? Run defense is all right. The, the, the Rams, the biggest concern like, for the Rams gives me the offensive line. It looked awful last week. Now they played a, I mean, Von Miller was feasting. Yeah, the whole front yeah, seven, the yeah, feasting. Yeah, but okay. I'm, just, it's not, I'm, just, it's not, I'm just worried about Cordell Patterson starting him this week, um, but I'm obviously going to take the Rams here. I'm just curious. Isn't it Cordell, right? Cordell. I always say Cordell. Me too. not Cordell? It's Cordero, I think. Nah, yeah. it's Cordell. No, it's Cordell. Now I don't know. I think you're combining... You're combining Daryl and Cordell. I got Daryl. Fantasy advice starting a pickup show. Nope, nope. Anyways, our next game: the Seahawks. <laughs> the Seahawks, <laughs> high off their win, are going down to San Fran to play the Niners. The Niners are favored by a whole nine and a half points. I think Kittle's still out. Pretty accurate. Is Kittle out? I'm not sure. Um, not practice today. So not, we don't know yet, but I don't know how good it looks. But he could just pop up on Friday with a uh, you know a limited practice and be fine for Sunday. Um, you can switch your that's... pick uh, if you want after, like on by Friday or Sunday. I'm trying to think. I honestly, I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's Cordero, by the way, Cordero. Just call him Patterson. Everyone's happy. Uh, anyway, I. <laughs> I hate both. I hate both. I hate both these teams to be honest. Like Seahawks without Russell Wilson, I don't like just I don't just don't think they're that good. And I definitely don't, definitely don't like the Niners, but I think I'm gonna have to go. How are the Niners defense? Are they good this year? How yeah. do they look? So I'm going Niners. I'm going Niners and, and hoping that you know is Geno Smith the quarterback for the Seahawks? Yep. I'm hoping they just beast on the guy and he just can't get anything done. And nope. maybe the run Niners run it down. I don't know. I'm hoping that the Niners can pull it off. But I I just don't have faith in Geno Smith ever. I don't think anyone does. I don't think Pete yeah. Carroll does. <laughs> well, <He's> just... <laughs> yeah. He had enough faith in him to uh, to move on from Russell Wilson. I don't know if it was the best move, but it worked out for him on Monday night. But this is very weird that the, the Seahawks have been beating the Niners. Even when the Niners have been good in, like, 2019, they, they were able to get some wins. So I don't know if Trey Lance is it. Like, obviously, they had terrible weather last week in Chicago. And he didn't look that good, but you can credit some of that to the to the rain and the absolutely atrocious field in Chicago, the Soldier Field. But nine and a half for the Niners seems a little much. So if I were to spread, I would probably take the Seahawks to cover, and the Niners to win in like a close game, just because they're um, just because they're playing at home. But it makes me nervous. I'm gonna take the Niners, but it makes me nervous. Let's not overreact to the Niners losing to the Bears last week in a complete monsoon over there, because. It, it, the weather was not only awful. I don't know. There's a reason they're they're leaving that field over there in Soldier because it, it, there was puddles. I mean, it was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster. And I I hold that games of that magnitude, meaning when the weather impacts it that severely, you can't bring a proof from it. The Niners are way better than the Seahawks, and the Seahawks won last week. And you know, Gino way uh, exceeded expectations. He played a lot better than I thought. The Niners are way better than the Seahawks. I'd be surprised if the if the Niners lose two straight to end the season and the Seahawks win two straight. 
beat the Broncos and the, and the Niners the first two weeks of the season. I can't see that happening. I'm gonna go with the with the 49ers over here. Wasn't there a crazy rain game with the, when Garoppolo was playing? It was Niners Red, it was Niners Washington. I remember there being yeah, like a crazy red game. That was great. Like, what was the score? Like six to three or something? I think it was like three nothing. I think it was. It was an insane game. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I remember that game. I'm going to have to say that the 49ers. That spread is too big for me to jump on it. I think it's going to be a little bit closer just because 49ers still. I I I going as of now that Kittle will be out. So with Kittle out, I'm going to just say that it should be like more of like a four or five point spread. But I still think that the 49ers handily beat them. Just like it's not going to be a close game, but it'll be a close game. It'll seem close. All right. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Niners here also. Um, even with Kittle out, um, and like Raghu said, the weather at the Bears is just, you can't really prove anything from that. So I'm going to go with the Niners here as well. And we'll move on to our next game with the Cincinnati Bengals, the Super Bowl losers, visiting the oh, Dallas, the, the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Dallas, um, I like that. All right. Yehuda, you gonna ride with ride with uh, with with a Joey B? Yeah, I'm going Joey B. I do, I do like Joe Burrow. I like Joe Mixon. I like I just like the Bengals. That's why I took them in the Super Bowl. I uh, I don't know. I just I also I'm not a Cowboys guy. I wasn't even really a Dak guy to be honest. Now that he's injured, I feel like they might just start falling apart. Who's the who's who's the sub for him? Who's gonna start throwing? Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. I love that name, but I just don't think such a sick name, right? I wish I love they had a combo somehow, somewhere in the future, some alternative timeline. Cooper <laughs> Rush on the sick. Oh yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Uh, Bengals. Got it. They got to be. I love. Yeah. I love him. Great guy. I don't know. I assume. <laughs> Bengals. Bengals should win, like we said. Dallas Cowboys. Um, they they threw what they four or five turnovers and still almost won against a tough divisional opponent. So. Even in Dallas, they, they should be and beat him pretty hand. Yeah, Morty's and I lock of the week was the Bengals' uh, money line. I'm feel, feeling pretty confident to the point where I'm actually going to pick the big eight and a half point line. I just think the Bengals, uh, everyone's overreacting over what happened in what happened in Pittsburgh last night in Cincinnati rather last week. I you know again the Steelers give everyone trouble. Discussed this earlier. You know we we knew they were going to in a division matchup they were going to give them trouble not to win the game, but. It, it didn't sh- It didn't overly shock me that the game was close. My point being, Joe Burrow won't have five turnovers again. No Dak Prescott without Michael Gallup, potentially. So you have CeeDee Lamb and James Washington as your number two receiver. Give me the Bengals to, to hit that eight-and-a-half-point line. There's a lot of question marks surrounding the Bengals this week as well. A couple injuries, things to look out for, but nothing that should be like, ooh, they can't do this. Yeah. Honestly, the Bengals, this is a Vegas overreaction in my opinion. They're, getting, they're not giving the Bengals enough credit. They still have Joey Burrow. They still have Jamar Chase. They still have Eli Apple on defense. Okay. Oh, that sucks. So, see, now I don't know. Now I have to go with the Cowboys. No, I think the Bengals should be able to cover this one, but I'm going to go with the Bengals. What team is Eli Apple on now? I'm not too, let me just look it up. Wait, it's saying that he's still on the Bengals. I totally thought they cut. I think he, he is on the Bengals. I mean, Apple's agent must be because yeah. he gets traded every year. Instead of yeah, like Giants, he's, still... Saints, I mean, he's just is he good or he's just collecting all the signing bonuses. Yeah. 
he was yeah he was supposed to go to the Raiders and then the Raiders realized that he's Eli Apple. These guys age because they just keep him in the NFL somehow. But like some, you know what I'm saying? Like some of these players, you see, like, how are you in the NFL still? Yeah. All right. Yeah. With that, I think I'm also gonna take the Bengals, like we said. You know, I don't overthink it. Just go with the Bengals. Um, and we can move on to our next matchup. We've got the Houston Texans without a without a loss coming into Week Two. Um, without a technical win either, but with a tie last week, I think they lateral step. Yeah. Uh, they un, un, actually undefeated. Undefeated, yeah, undefeated against the reeling, <laughs> reeling Denver Broncos. They're in Denver, mile high. They're traveling north, I think. I don't know. It's geography. But anyways, the Broncos are favored by 10 points. Yuda, is that spread too big? That spread is – I would never take it, but I do think they're on the right track. I think Vegas is on the right track. Denver, I don't even see – I don't see a universe where the Texans win. I just, I just don't believe in them, uh, and I do. Even though I think Russell Wilson is a little overrated, and he's kind of a little, he's a little old now, and I don't know if he's as good as he was in his prime. I still believe that you know Javante Williams, Judy, like they have, they have some weapons, they have a solid defense, and it's in Denver. I just, I can't see a world where the Texans, you know, beat the, beat them right now. So I'm going, I'll go money line, uh, Denver. Yep, everything you just said, totally agree, and it's their home opener, so they should win. Don't know if it's going to be ten points, but yeah, yeah. Probably. Who's going to have? What do you say? Yeah. A, you can get an arbitrage probably, where you get like ten points, uh, plus ten for the what's Texas, it called, yeah. the, the Texans, and then you just wait till it's going to move for sure to like minus. You can get like both or something. Get like the arbitrage. No, that's possible. I was waiting for someone to have the guts to pick the Texans for this game, but it's not going to be me. <laughs> I, I definitely don't. Um, again, to, to, to predict the uh, Texans to uh, be in first place after this week and then the Broncos to be in last place, I don't know if I'm seeing that one. I think Russell Wilson might take time to gel with this offense, but there's too many playmakers there. Russell Wilson's still too good, still top 10 quarterback as far as I'm concerned, unless he just completely falls off a cliff this year. I'm going with the Broncos as well. You can give me any quarterback practically in the league and put him on the Texans, and I'll still pick the Broncos to win. <laughs> so bad. Their coaching is so bad. They should have just taken the loss and just been like, all right, we'll take the loss last week, call it a day. Hate ties. Yeah, everyone, dude, anyone who ties is just stupid. So uh, with that, I'm going to have to take um, Broncos money line. Uh, Bron- yeah, Broncos money line. I, was gonna, I thought you were going to say, with that, I'm going to take the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Broncos here. Also, I think Russell Wilson's embarrassed from last week. He called he called Seattle a hostile environment. Get out of here! Like he's being a babe. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think he's just gonna come back Who's here. Right? Russell Wilson. Said that. Russell Wilson said really? that, that Seattle is a hostile environment. He's married to. He's married to. Like, they always have these weird videos. Ciara, Ciara, Kiara. She's like a Ciara. pop singer. Ciara, she's a pop singer. Um, all right. We're going to move on to our last Sunday afternoon game. This one is probably game, my game of the week in terms of like excitement. Really? I think this is going to be very good, high-scoring, high lots, of, lots of action in this game. The Cardinals go to Vegas to play the Raiders. Um, I think this is two great quarterbacks, two great two teams. The Cardinals are looking for something to prove here. You hit it, which way are you leaning? I love the Raiders. Um, I always like the Raiders just as a team, as a franchise. In Vegas, the black hole, it's just a vibe. 
So I'm going Raiders. I also love Devonta Adams, and I like Josh Jacobs. And I think Derek Carr is definitely underrated. I don't know if he's that good, but I think people give him, gave him a lot of hate for – I don't know if he's deserved any of it. Um, so I'm going Raiders for sure. I'm honestly not such a fan of uh, – what was I going to say? Who are they, they playing against? Yeah, no, nah, I, I like Murray, but I don't think the Cardinals are that good. They always kind of seem a little sloppy. I never see them play where it's like a sick game, where they're like, everything they're doing is good. I always kind of feel like they're a little janky. Without Deion Hop, like, can they, and can they really do it? I don't know. They don't seem like that strong, ever. So I'm going Raiders all day. Uh, Who's favorite? Uh, Who's favorite? Uh, the Raiders are favorite. Oh, yeah, sorry. Raiders, Ra- yeah. Raiders by five and a half. Yeah. I'll take Raiders. Uh, Bonte got five, uh, 17 times last week. And Patrick Mahomes just destroyed this Cardinal secondary without Tyreek Hill. You know, pretty like obviously they have Kelsey, but pretty average wide receivers. And Monte is just going to go absolutely ham on the secondary, yeah. and they are going to to rip up the Cardinals. Their defense just looks so bad. Like obviously it's the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are, are a whole other animal. But the, the Raiders have that level of star. They have they have their mall? They have Renfro. They have Devontae Adams. They have an okay-ish running game. Um, Derek Carr is not Patrick Mahomes, but uh, he should be able to find Devontae a lot. And yeah. for fantasy, yeah, this is going to be this is going to be an absolute boon. Is Waller is Waller out? No, he's he's playing. He's fine now because he just got a new contract. He's fighting. So. Now, the amount of weapons they have right now is kind of nuts. I mean, they got yeah. guys. Going to crush the Cardinals. Yeah. Well, the Cardinals definitely have to uh, adjust their defensive uh, strategy yeah. over there in the secondary if they're going to want to have any chance of it. Because you're right, they don't have a very talented secondary to begin with. And then I don't know what the heck that was last week against the Chiefs. But point being that, yeah, you know, you got a high-flying Raiders team over here. You got the Devonta Adams with, what, 17 targets last week. <laughs> it was absolutely nuts. They're going to continue to feed them in. They're going to have no response for it, the Cardinals. Going with the Raiders as well. Let's go Vegas. Uh, I'm, I'm going to join the train on this Vegas train. I mean... Kyler Murray has yet to prove himself to be anything, and he just collects paychecks now, so he really has nothing to play for. And the new Call of Duty's coming out soon, so he's probably like watching my head. Unobstructed film study. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I really want to take the Cardinals here, but again, like I really like Derek Carr. I think he's got his weapons. You know, it's going to be hard to bet, bet, bet against the Raiders here, especially like Cardinals from last week, like Rocky said. Um, so give me the the Raiders straight up. And with that, we can move on to Sunday night game, a classic matchup. The Bears visit Wisconsin to pay their rent to their landlord Aaron Rodgers. We have the Bears at the pa- Packers. Uh, Packers favored by ten points. You That's can- crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Too much points, but like. I was saying Aaron Rodgers last week, he was on my fantasy team, did nothing. Um, but I still, I mean, he owns that city. He owns every player in every jersey. It doesn't matter. You could be you could be a retired 60-year-old Chicago player, and he still owns you. I mean, he's the, he's the guy. So I would never bet against Aaron Rodgers in Chicago ever. Uh, taking him, not the spread, because that's a little excessive, I think. But I'm definitely taking him money line. Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, I feel like they're paying rent. The the Packers are paying rent if they when they go in. Uh, Chicago, but if they own it, they're not paying any rent. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, the Packers, Rodgers is really. Pissed. They they seem to do this where they they lose week one like, literally last year, and then still ended up, I think thirteen and four. So yeah. I don't think they're gonna be that good this year, but they're playing. They own the Bears, and so they they're gonna win. 
It's like the Bears are paying rent in their own city because they yes. own that. Yeah, perfect analogy. <laughs> the Packers are uh, just much like last week. They got shellacked by the Saints in Week One, and we were all overreacting to that. But this year, there's probably a little more reason to overreact because they don't have Dante Adams anymore. They don't have the receivers there anymore. So you know, yeah, like you said, Yehuda, I don't know if they're going to be as good this year, but I still think they're going to win this division, uh, despite what we saw last week out of the Vikings and you know. Packers look like trash. They have one of the best defenses in football. That'll shine through. Aaron Rodgers is still the best quarterback in this division. I think the Packers are going to win this one as well. Wow. No faith in the Bears. Neither do I. Yeah, I knew that was happening. <laughs> no, no faith in the Bears. But I think that this game is going to be within 10, that's for sure. Um, but I, I think that Rodgers will never, like Morty said, rent is due, and he's coming to play. And, uh, and especially after even in the offseason, he continued to talk a little bit about the Bears and, and, and kind of reiterate that he owns them. Um, I think that he's coming to collect, and he'll figure it out. He'll One way or another, He'll some guy will come off the bench to catch some Hail Mary or something or one or another, but whatever Aaron Rodgers needs to happen will get done. All right, yeah, I think, I think Lazard is going to come off the bench after being out week one um, and just catch yeah. every pass. They, I don't think Rodgers is going to throw it to anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, they, need a, they need a guy to be their, their guy to catch stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to go with the easy Packers here. And we'll move on to a very sh- interesting Monday night. Um, I can't remember anything ever being like this before. Um, but we've got two Monday night games. We have a 7-15 game. We have the t- Tennessee Titans playing the red-hot Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Bills favored by, I think, a very, very, uh, a very accurate 10 points. Did or did the yeah. Titans have any chance to cover this spread? Um, I think they do, just because I think I feel like the Titans Bills. I feel like it wasn't. I feel, I feel like last time they played, it was kind of close. I don't remember, but I do I think the Titans. Are, Fantastic game. I think, I think the Titans are underrated. Also, they're kind of scrappy in a good way, not in like the bad way, like the Cardinals are. Um, so I'm taking Bills money line straight because I I love Josh Allen, love the Bills, love every aspect of their team, city. But I do think the time I don't I don't think the Titans are so bad, and I never want to go against that that like Derrick Henry. You know, he's, he always could do damage. So I'm, I'm... yeah, I mean, I think the Titans are so bad. They just lost really? to the Giants <laughs> at home, and they could have won. Um, you know, with a game-winning kick, but uh, they end up with Fat Randy not come through in the clutch. But the Bills are an absolute juggernaut. And Derrick Henry, obviously, is very scary. But he, he had 21 carries for, for 82 yards. So he he is hitting, you know, a little less than four yards per carry. Is this the beginning of the end for Derrick Henry? You know, it happened for running backs. He hurt his foot last year. It was out for the, the whole half, second half of the season. Um, you know, then make, came back for the playoffs and didn't look right. So maybe this is the beginning of the end, and the Bills are so deep. They just obliterated the the defending Super Bowl champions. And, you know, that when they're having turnovers, it should not have happened. Yeah, too easy. Too yeah, easy, man. Yeah, so I think I think in their stadium, you know, in L.A., on their Super Bowl presentation night. So that, that just the Bills terrified. <laughs> so I think their home opener, their 10, you know, I'm obviously nervous to take that 10, but if I was a betting man, and I am, and, and that, if I had a spread left, I would I would take oh. that. They're going to win by at least two touchdowns. You have two like spreads. It. You have two spreads, Yuda. You only have one. Let's take it. Let's take yeah. it. Let's do it. Minus 10? Uh, minus 10. Let's take it. Okay. 
Yeah, listen, Morty, by the way, a couple of years ago, they did a double header on Monday Night Football to begin the season in week one. I think they started that custom for a couple of years, but then they fell off of it. The strange thing is why they're doing it in week two. two That's right? a little random, right? I don't really understand. The I'm sure this is a... Monday Night Game this week? This yeah. Week? yeah, we'll get to the other one in a second, but... It's very interesting. Yeah, listen, I I don't think the Titans are that bad. I mean, let's not overreact to losing to the Giants week one. It's bad. Don't get me wrong. But the Colts tied to the Texans, and we still expect them to win the division. I mean, neither of them look very good. The Colts tied to the Texans. The Texans are just as not, just as bad, if not worse, than the Giants. So you know, it's it, let let's not let's not forget about that so quickly. Bottom line is. I don't know if I'm going to bet against the Bills the entire season. They're just way too good all around. Top five defense, top five offense. I think that uh, equals a winning formula over there in Buffalo. So uh, I'm going with the Bills as well. Um, yeah, I mean, two things that, that, that come to, to mind here. One is Yehuda Abaddon last year. I kept saying that the Titans were the worst one seed ever. Mm-hmm. Like, the worst probably. best team. The worst best team, correct. Right. Yep. And so we're just going to say that they are the worst team. And um, Buffalo, I mean, this was the Meisty's money line, lock of the locks of locks, which, by the way, we forgot to mention, please bet responsibly. If you want a refund, please uh, contact your local sports book. Do not come to us for uh, your money back. We don't have any. Uh, but the Buffalo spread was on the Meisty's money locks. And uh, and uh, I think, I don't, I'm not going to pick this one. I have one more to pick. I'm going to use it for the next game. But, uh, but. Buffalo, Buffalo should win by twenty plus points here. I mean, Josh Allen's on—he's—he's he's on a mission. It's one of those revenge games for him that he just wants to tear through somebody. Yeah, I, I think I think every quarterback has nightmares of playing against Josh Allen in any game, any given Sunday. Um, so I think this is easy Bills pick. Um, I, know, I fear I fear Nick Foles more, but okay. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Nick Foles, that's that's true. <laughs> having 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 like to like you're prepared to play against a team and all of a sudden the quarterback gets injured and who's the backup? Nick Foles? Yeah. Terrifying. Terrifying. Shaking in their boots. Off prospect. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I don't see this I don't see the Bills as like a value play if you're betting it, but we're picking them, so Bills take this all run all the way home. Um, okay, now our, our real primetime Monday night game. I was scrolling down the screen here, and I was like, okay, Monday's games. And I see Tennessee Titans at 715. I was like so confused. But yeah. don't worry. The Vikings are going into Philly to play the Eagles. The Eagles are favored by two and a half. I think this is a great matchup. I also think the yeah. color schemes are really good also. I'm not sure what they're going to be wearing, but I feel like the purple and the green, like the deep forest green and like a purple. I feel like it's a good Hulk. like like color wars kind of type stuff. Yeah, like Hulk. Yeah. Um, a good one. I like it. Exactly. So, you, uh, what are you thinking here? I, I like the Eagles. Love Jalen Hurts. And A.J. Brown on the team obviously is going to be a big plus. Devontae Smith didn't even get a, didn't get like a catch. I think he got one look or something, and they still did well. Um, and Miles Sanders is good. I guess he's the he's gonna be the main guy. They've been always switching out. I think they've been switching around different people. He's the main guy. Right? He's the main back. Yeah, Sanders yeah. is RB one. Um, and who's in Dallas Goddard? He's he's healthy. Yep. AJ Brown. I mean, I'm going I'm going Eagles here. I just like the Eagles, even though I do think you know the Vikings are obviously not awful. Justin Jefferson's a legend. But I'm going Eagles because I love Jalen Hurts and I love AJ Brown. And I think they can do it. Yeah, I so think. Money, money I think this is a um, sneaky good game. I wasn't super excited for it when I saw this as a Monday night game, but now seeing seeing these two teams 
front in week one. They both had very exciting performances. I like their offenses. And love, like you said, Justin Jefferson is a legend. He could legitimately go for 2,000 yards this season. He's that good. But um, Kirk Cousins in prime time, that, that's what it would come down to for me. And obviously Philly at home, i, I got to take Philly. And I think, you know, he's going to end up with one of those games where he has like 175 yards passing and two picks because he just decides not to show up because the bright lights are on. Yeah, you mentioned Devontae Smith, four targets last week and no receptions. I mean, how the heck did that happen, right? And A.J. Brown has pulled through, and, you know, maybe there's some concerns about the Eagles letting the Lions get back in there, but I'm not so overly concerned about it. Jalen Hurts with 90 rushing yards. A.J. Brown with, uh, you know, 100 and a buck, what, buck 70-something uh, 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 receiving yards. I mean, that's a dynamic duo. That, Philly, Philly orchestrated their offense exactly the way they want to do it throughout the season last week, and I think they're going to continue to have success on offense for sure. Defense will be a little better than they played last week down the stretch. I'm looking for the Eagles to grab this win. We love them birds, baby. We love them birds. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we're just going to apparently. One of my favorite bets of the week right here are betting against, betting against the hot Vikings, and everyone's pumped about them. And everyone's, and like I said, they, I said earlier in the day, they, they have a, an amazing an amazing offense, but at the end of the day, Kirk Cousins has to show up for that offense to, to, to produce. Can't come from some Dalvin Cook, even though he's very good, but that's not where they're going to win the game. They're going to win the game through Kirk Cousins throwing the ball correctly. Um, and as you would have mentioned, he does not show up when the lights are on, so we're going to have to go to the game. But he only wins He never wins these prime time. He only wins. Only, if he's no, playing, yeah. only when they're playing the Packers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. otherwise he never wins. <laughs> only against the Packers in prime time. Yep. Mice, you got the spread, right? Two and a half? Yeah, spread. spread. He lost to Cooper Rush last year. He lost to Cooper freaking Rush. Probably one of the next seven teams the Cowboys play. One of those teams will go home saying, damn, we just lost to Cooper Rush. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool name, but terrible quarterback. <laughs> well, if, you know what? If I lost to Cooper Rush, I'd be like, all right. Things could all be right. worse. You could be the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> Go through the line. Smith. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is obviously going to be a no-brainer for me. Give me the Eagles all the way. Fly, Eagles, fly. Um, and I think that wraps it up. There are no more Monday night games. That's it. Just these two. Um, so I think that'll do it for our pickums this week. Thank you very much, you to Edelstein, for joining us. Um, Thank you. Do you have any, anything you want to plug? Any projects you want to shout out to like all hey, 10, to, 10 listeners we have? Go to, go to Almoni on Spotify. Stream, stream Almoni. How do you spell it? A-L-M-O-N-I. We'll drop the link in the description. Best rapper in the game. Jewish Orthodox rapper. Before we wrap this up, two questions. Number one, Morty, you're not picking Eagles line. You picked three lines already, so you don't have to, but if you want to exchange one out. No, let's just keep it Eagles straight up. Okay. And you you didn't pick a line yet, so we can figure that out after the podcast. Because you, you only picked two. I mean, I spreads. Them. You only picked two spreads. Yeah, I took the... I took the. You took the Panthers. You took the Bills. I took the Browns also. I took the Browns over the... You're taking the Browns. What's the Browns? Five and okay. a half. Five and a half. Okay, perfect. All right, so I guess... Uh, Yehuda Edelstein. <laughs> thank you. Yehuda Abaddon, too. Thank you for joining us as well. But Yehuda Edelstein, thank you for joining us. And uh, Morty, thank you for running the show over here. Gave me a little break. I was able to do some research and uh, get some stuff done behind the scenes. 
So that was awesome. That was a, a great right. show. Thank you for joining us. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the results happen after a, another weekend of football starting tomorrow. We got It's like a lot of times Thursday night, the game's not so great. But we got Chargers Chiefs to lead off this weekend of football. Gotta love it. Let's have more good Thursday night games. Everyone enjoy the games. Enjoy another weekend. Week two of NFL football, baby.